This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 60. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Must mean that it's time to do the podcast again. It's going is. on. And it I is, love that you it? did that intro and didn't jump into how is it going, and I always feel so awkward. <laughs> this was good. I like this intro. Let's repeat I, it next week. I, yeah, I figured out that you don't like um, how do you do, how are you, or that, that kind of I thing. I know. That's hard. That's hard. I will not say hi to you ever again. That'll make it easy. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll just and ask some other if, random don't, question. Don't make eye contact or anything either, because that might make me skittish. This is a show where we discuss all things colored pencil, where we purposely do not talk about the weather. So what are we talking about today, Lisa? We are talking about promoting your artwork and is all promotion equal? Is all promotion equal? Is it equal? I don't think so. No. And the reason that I think this is an important thing to understand and to talk about and to kind of figure out for you as the artist is you're going to be promoting your work and you have to make a decision on where and how you're going to promote your work. And when you say yes to one thing, to anything that you choose to do, then you are necessarily saying no to everything else that you could be doing. Now, I know that sounds overly simplistic, but think about that for a moment. You're saying yes to one thing. This applies to anything that we do in life, right? When we make a choice and we decide to do something, then we're saying no to everything else that we could be doing because our time and our involvement in something is a one-on-one relationship. In short, don't waste your time doing things that aren't helpful. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of things that you could be involved in with promoting your art that are not going to further your career or get you further down the road or do whatever it is that you think might be that potential gain in and doing that. in some that. cases, it could be harmful. Yeah, very, very true. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about some of those things today. All right, so what types of promotions then are the right types? I think that we can broadly categorize promotion into um, a couple of different categories, And for one, I'd like to say that we can talk about self-promotion. And then secondly, I think we can talk about others promoting you or that that you're you're doing self-promotion or you are allowing for a promotion of your work by someone else, some other organization or group. So let's talk for just a moment then, first of all, about self-promotion. And that is where you're, you're able to promote your own work whatever it is that you're doing, whether that's teaching or selling your your artwork on someone else's platform or on your own platform. And so, Lisa, what do you think? Is it is it important that I only have, like, if I only have my artwork shown on my website, uh, is that good enough? Is that enough? Or do I need to promote myself on other platforms? You definitely need to promote yourself on other platforms because mm-hmm. a lot of people with websites, and we've talked about this before, a lot of people think 
I'll build it and they'll come. No. No, yeah, they won't. won't. Um, you've got to send them there. You've got to tell them that it exists. They, you'll, some people are going to find you organically through search, but not many in most no. cases. More often than not, you need to be promoting people or promoting it and sending people there. So I think one of the best ways to do that is through social media. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because you're a drop in the ocean um, out there. And if somebody is searching for you, unless you've done a lot of work and and worked on your SEO quite a bit and you're actively involved in doing that, um, it's going to be very difficult for you to and rank. even then, it depends on what your words. content is. If you're doing right, content where you're teaching people, you're going to rank higher. Those, yeah. it's easier. That seems to be something that more people are looking for um, versus just here's my artwork. There are too many people out there who are doing just here's my artwork. So it's really easy to get lost in that crowd. And that's okay. I'm not saying you have to teach, but you have to keep that in mind. If your website Mm-hmm. is just about your art you've got to get it out there in other ways besides just on that website yeah it has to be seen somewhere and so you have to go where the people are you have to go where the masses are and then you have to stand out i believe you have to differentiate yourself in some way and i think one of the biggest things you've got to know who your target audience is your mm-hmm. target market if you don't know that if you've not defined that you need to take the time and do so I made the mistake early on in my business of thinking, well, it's art. I want everyone to like it. The same with my videos. They're painting videos. Everybody could watch them. They're for everybody. I'm trying to appease everybody. And so I appealed to very few. That doesn't work. Figure out who it is that your target audience is. So for me now, it's other artists. That's I love teaching. I love, love teaching. Mm -hmm. So for me, this was a great direction for me to go. I'd had a lot of experience in teaching. So that's, you know. Mm-hmm. Just was a natural movement for me. Well, but, even that, I mean, you're tailoring it even even in that. I mean, you're not just appealing to every artist. You're appealing to a particular artist who is endeavoring to learn certain things and realism in, in particular um, and painting and drawing. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, you know, you narrow it down even further uh, when you look at your target market. Yeah, and, and see, mine you want is to become as niche open. as possible. Exactly. And mine is, I think, a little bit more broad than I would recommend most people do because I do work in so many mediums. Oil, acrylic, colored pencil, pencil, charcoal. Um, I don't do charcoal so much with the videos now. And now add ink tints to that. And I've had a lot of people request that I use other mediums. They want to see me do gouache. They want to see me do watercolor. And I'm not going to, I, well, I can't say I never will because sometimes my interests, I kind of go where my interests go. But for the most part, I've been hesitant to do so. Not because I don't think that I can't get good with those mediums or, or succeed with them, mm-hmm. but because I don't want to fragment my audience even more. Mm-hmm. I already work in so many mediums that somebody who's watching me just for colored pencil, they're not always going to be interested in the oil paintings or the acrylic. So I do fragment that quite a bit. Luckily for me, because my other videos are more open, no matter what medium you're working in, the the art uh, tips or the Q&As and the artist vlogs, they'll apply to everybody. So I kind of balance it that way. But you do have to consider who is your target market and you want to narrow that down as much as possible. Are you doing portraits? What kind of portraits? Are you doing just, you know, portraits that you took the photography of that it's from you? Is it something they, I mean, you can narrow it down. There's so many questions that you can ask yourself to really narrow down who that target audience is. And that's going to help you decide what platform and how to promote yourself. Because if you haven't figured out who that target market is, then the rest of this doesn't matter because you're you don't have the first question you don't have that first question answered yet 
Absolutely. And another thing good about that, uh, another thing good to do, I should say, in relation to that is to actually write these things down. Write down who yeah. my avatar is. Write that down, um, you know, in on a sheet of paper or whatever or in a, a document online or whatever. Write down who that audience is. And, and if you can craft it into one person even – and become that niche and that narrow, then it, it helps you to personalize and to tailor your message to that particular person. And you know their ins and outs. You know their personality. You know their quirks. You know what they're looking for, what they're not looking for, what their interests are, what they're not interested in, what age they are. Maybe, you know, some people get very detailed with this and they even give a name to their avatar yes. and they talk about, you know, kind of person they are and where they would shop and you know they get as as narrow as as can be and and those things are helpful really because you can put that person in your mind then and you're speaking to them when you're creating your videos or writing your emails or crafting your responses uh, online and writing out your website also talking about your art letting people know why you're creating what you are creating uh, because you're talking to the person that you want to uh, sell to. Exactly. All right. So maybe we can shift then and uh, now start talking about other people promoting your work. And, you know, you're engaged in this, right? I mean, you're, you're the first person here in that relationship. And so in this, this system or this chain, you're going to find out that maybe there's an art show or there is uh, uh, an opportunity for you to enter into maybe um, – a publication. Yeah. Maybe there's a publication that you want to enter, and uh, that's an opportunity for you. Okay, so is it an opportunity? You first have to ask yourself that question. Are these uh, options here that you have available to you, is this really an opportunity or not? One of the red flags, I think, is that if you find that there's a particular art competition that you may be involved in, is it one of those where you have to get all of your friends and everyone that you know of to vote for your entry and to say, yeah, they've got the best entry. Vote for John. Vote for John. And yeah. you're driving all this traffic back to that. It just I, – I don't really ever vote for anybody whenever they do that. And it, it just – it doesn't feel like that it's a very equitable thing. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that because, again, it goes back to being a popularity contest. It has nothing to do and with your art. And that's all that is, right. And it's not really even helping your art to be seen by that many people because it's you're, just who you're linking and you really end up just kind of spamming things. Yeah, and you're seeing – I mean, and you're linking other artists typically or your friends mm -hmm. and family, you know, not, not your customer, not people that are actually going to buy your commissioned pieces or your original artwork. Yeah, now, going back into publications, you can have publications. Let's say you want to take an ad out in a magazine or in something mm -hmm. like that, um, some sort of publication. You need right. to consider who, again, going back to your target audience. If you are a pet part portrait artist and you're trying to get hired to do more pet portraits, advertising in a magazine for artists is a waste of your money. That's not that doesn't make sense. Advertise right. me advertising and that makes sense because I'm teaching other artists. But as a pet portrait artist, you want to target people who have pets. So then I would go towards a pet magazine, something mm -hmm. like an AKC magazine. You know, one of the magazines, a pet, something to do with pets, not art in that case, not art specifically yeah. because it's going to be the people with pets who would be the ones who you want to buy your work. 
Yeah, so you have to evaluate the pros and cons of being involved in whatever it is. You think about the target audience of the publication or the show, whatever, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're going to use as the vehicle for promoting your art. And then think about that reach that they have. And it's not all about the numbers, not all about the reach, but it's about who their audience is and if that is going to be a good fit for who your audience is. Too often, I've seen that artists are just promoting their work to other artists. Yes. They're never going to sell their work to other artists. And it's going to be by happenstance that someone who is not an artist is going to see that publication or that body of work based upon that type of promotion. So we have to keep that in mind. That type of promotion is not equal to promoting your own work on a good platform that is reaching your target market. And there are publications out there who you can pay for a chance to be published in their book. And again, that goes back to only other artists are buying that book. What is the point? It doesn't necessarily look great on your resume. I mean, it doesn't, I don't wouldn't say it looks bad, but it's not really helping as far as that goes because it's a publication that you paid to get into. It's not. I think a lot of artists probably think, oh yeah, this will look good on my resume. And it may uh, add some fluff to your resume, but if anyone starts uh, looking into you know, how that came about and that kind of thing and what were the rules of engagement and that sort of thing, then it just doesn't carry a lot of weight. And I think it's just another, it's a feather in one's hat. And Yeah, you're putting on your resume that you paid to, you paid for an advertisement essentially. Yeah, Um, That's not really something that I would be terribly excited about. So, and to top that off, you're basically paying that publisher to use your artwork. That's another thing you want to watch. When your artwork Mm -hmm. is being published, people pay me to use my work. I don't pay them to use my artwork. That makes no sense. That's like paying somebody to date you. That's not how that works. I'm not going to pay somebody so I have the chance for them to use my art in their publication. If any of your your uh, potential customers ask you about that particular publication and they say, "Oh, how d- how did you get into that?" and you know, it might be kind of embarrassing if you start explaining the details of, "Oh, yeah, I had to pay uh, for a chance to get into that," and then, "Yeah, I, I had to pay to get you know this particular uh, publication." I mean, that it just it it just isn't the right. It isn't always the right kind of of promotion. So, again, weigh those pros and cons to see what would be worth your time because again you're saying no to everything else that you could be saying yes to now that goes along i want to throw this in here that goes along with uh, maybe attending meetings and going to different events and live events are all around promoting an organization and not necessarily promoting uh, you as an artist and now i, I want to be careful about that because i know that there's a lot of uh, goodwill and 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 uh, there's some camaraderie and there is some good networking opportunities with other artists. I get that. I mean, and that makes sense, and I understand that. But all I'm saying is that if that's what you do all the time, and if that's what you're all about all the time, is always going and getting encouragement all the time, then I'm wondering if really this is just a hobby for you, or is this really a business? Is this a viable business that is putting bread on the table? Sometimes we have to say no to fun things, the things that we think are just, you know, just making us feel good. Now, on the flip side, I do want to say if art is just a hobby for you, 
That is okay. Yeah, that's And then fine. it is that's totally fine. okay to be going and doing the things just for fun. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing wrong just, with that. It's not right. – we're not right. saying that that's bad. This is more going towards those who are trying to make a business out of it. But I just want to clarify that. Yeah, I know no, a lot one. of our listeners <laughs> are hobbyists, and that yeah. is totally okay. Totally fine. I, yeah, you're welcome to this audience. <laughs> you are. You are. No, I am uh, just speaking to those that uh, want to uh, make a career out of selling their art. Yeah, yeah, good call out there, Lisa. All right, so the sweet spot really, I think, Lisa, is where you can find something that will work for both parties. It is going to promote your art and have it be seen in the best light possible and also be a good fit for your target market. And you know that this publication and or show or whatever the venue is or uh, item is, fill in the blank, is a good fit for you and has your um, promotion in mind. And I just think that's something just to yeah. uh, to bear in mind and to, to keep in the forefront of our mind and be st- uh, strategic about the way that we promote our art and the way that we think about it. Yeah. And then going back to when we talk about self-promotion, we talk about promoting online and through social media. One of the things that you really want to watch is that you don't overspam, overdo that. You don't want – there's an artist who I used to follow and all her posts on Facebook – are all self-promotion, all, and not just self-promotion, all buy this, this is for sale, buy this, mm, this is for sale, right, all right. the time. And her engagement rates actually reflect that, which means she's seen by less people on Facebook. But you don't want to overdo that. You A general rule is do a couple of posts for of just here's my art, look what I did, look at the supplies I bought, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. per every one promotional post, two mm-hmm. to one. Don't don't try to every single time constantly be selling yourself either. Now, on the flip side of that, you don't want to underdo it. I'm pretty bad about this myself. I get pretty lazy about it. I could be posting more often when I have stuff for sale. So I don't want you guys to think that you shouldn't ever do it. You absolutely should. That's I mean, that's the point. If you're selling your artwork, you need people to know that it's for sale. You right. just want to make sure that you're balancing how hard you're pushing versus how much you're giving. You do have to give stuff to get people paying attention and following you. And that's just how social media works. It can't Mm -hmm. be take, take, take all the time. It should be give, give, take. So maybe it's a couple of posts on here's how to draw a tree. Here's how I drew the eye. Here's how I did this. And here's the full piece that's now for sale. You know, those in those smaller posts showing people how to do stuff, showing people how you did stuff, stuff that people might find interesting, that is... It has to be mixed in with the self-promotion. You've got to make mm-hmm. sure that you're balancing that because especially with social media, if it's always trying to get them to buy your stuff, you're actually going to lose a lot of your audience versus making sure that you're giving content that they want to see in addition to that. Well, very good points. Yeah. We don't want to be a taker. I mean, we know those people in real life and it feels like that sometimes uh, in social media as well. So, all right. As always, the show notes will be over there at sharpenartist.com slash podcast. And if you would like to continue the discussion, we do that over there in the Colored Pencil Podcast group on Facebook. And if you like the show, please consider leaving us a rating and or a review on iTunes. And we want to thank you very much for joining us. And I want to end with a quote from Picasso. He said, to draw, you must close your eyes and sing. So thank you very much for joining us again this week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Uh, and 
that are, are all around, if I can spit this out. Yes. Recording. You like that? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Hope that's not an indication I'm getting too tired here. <laughs> Dropping my consonants here. <laughs>